Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Hi, my name's Ren, and my best friend Drac is a vampire. Oh, but before you freak out, let me explain. Drac isn't like other vampires. He doesn't thirst for blood. He thirsts for knowledge. Each week, we hop into the coffin of curiosity for a spectacular adventure to learn about everything and anything, from how the sun works to why we burp. We have lots of fun, so join us. I promise that the only thing Drac will drink up is information, okay? Worst case scenario, he squirts you with some sunscreen. Search for Drac on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts for the ride of your life. Hello again, R.L. Stein Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host and keeper of those strange and spooky tales from the hidden vault of R.L. Stein. Today is, you guessed it, another chilling tale. This rousing place I visited in New York State Story Club members is called Mount Misery Road. Mount Misery Road is located in Huntington, Long Island. In the 1600s, this area was a small farming community and the road was used as a trade route. The early settlers nicknamed it Misery because the steep hill and rocky train made it difficult for wagons to pass over. But that's not all. Strange things kept happening there. Can roads and highways be haunted? Because it seems Mount Misery Road is. Settlers purchased the land from Native Americans for the equivalent of $25. The indigenous people warned the settlers to stay away from the area. They claimed there were evil spirits haunting the old hill. Also, there were reports of mysterious lights blazing in the sky and that a man-beast with glowing eyes lurked among the hills. In 1840, a mental hospital was built on top of the mountain near the road. Not long after the hospital was built, a mysterious fire engulfed the place and burned it to the ground. Many patients were killed during the blaze. Nearly 15 years later, the hospital was rebuilt. It was reported that the smell of the burning building and screams of the victims could be heard at night during the construction of the new mental facility. In a strange coincidence, the new hospital burnt down only five months after completion. According to legend, a ghostly police officer patrols Mount Misery Road. In the 1970s, the officer was killed in the line of duty on Mount Misery. It's rumored that his ghost still pulls cars over to this day and then disappears. Another ghostly legend stems from an event that happened under the Northwestern State Overpass on Mount Misery Road. A woman was driving her car when her tire blew out. When she stepped out to change the flat, she was struck and killed by a passing car. People have said that if you park your car there at night and shut off all your lights, put your car in neutral and wait, the ghostly woman will push your car up a small incline until you clear the overpass. Autumn Nash and I rode up to the city of Huntington with Willow Yates, who was driving the rental car. Huntington's been the base of several TV shows like The Wonder Years and Growing Pains. The town was founded in 1653, so it has some terrific architecture. We went in late October when the leaves were turning their fiery red, orange, and yellow colors. We spent some time sightseeing before we coaxed Willow to drive us out to Mount Misery Road. We headed out there in the late afternoon. The black skeletal trees seemed to hug the road in places, reaching out at us. I could tell Willow was starting to get a little concerned. 
Okay, let's face it, we've got a bit of a history surprising her with scares on our friend vacation outings. And we did not tell her that Minnie considered this the most haunted road in America, or she would have definitely turned around and headed the opposite way for sure. But I really wanted to find the site of the old asylum that had burned down. A local had told me where they thought it might be. The sun was fading quickly. Willow started driving faster, and that's when we heard the police siren and saw the flashing lights behind us. She stopped the car. We all watched the officer get out of the car and walk up to the driver's side window. Willow rolled the window down to talk to him, already freaking out that she was gonna get a speeding ticket. But as the smiling police officer leaned inside the car, he disappeared. And so did his police car behind us. Once I told her the story of the ghost police officer that haunts Mount Misery Road, Willow basically freaked out. Autumn, who was sitting in the back, said she felt some psychic vibrations. She said there was another presence. I then told Willow to shut off the car and put it in neutral. She did. Then our car began rolling on its own. Somebody was pushing us from behind. I then told her about the woman ghost who would often push travelers' cars off the road and out of harm's way. That was it for Willow. She started the car, slammed it into drive, and we ripped through the rest of Mount Misery Road in a blur. We were in the next county within a few minutes. Fortunately, there were no physical police officers monitoring Willow's speed at the time, or she would have gotten a real ticket. I asked her if we could go back tomorrow in the light of day to explore, but Willow said there wasn't a ghost of a chance. AKA, big fat no. So long, Mount Misery Road. For now. <laughs> Hello, R.L. Stein Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your host with the most, and keeper of those strange and spooky tales from the hidden vault of R.L. Stein. Today is another chilling tale. This haunting place I visited in Ohio, Story Club members, is called the Franklin Castle. With looming turrets and gables, Franklin Castle, also known as Tiedemann Castle, is considered the most haunted house in Ohio. Though the mansion has historical importance, its popularity is due primarily to its reputation as a haunted house. Just as it's been for a number of years, the mysterious Franklin Castle remains unoccupied today. Is it truly a haunted house? The next time you're in Cleveland, Ohio, drop by and check it out for yourself, like Willow Yates, Autumn Nash, and I did. The house was built in 1864 by Hannes and Louise Tiedemann. The family lived there for 33 years, and a number of family members died within the walls of the mansion. The last family member, Hannes Tiedemann, died in the house in 1908. The Franklin Castle has had many occupants since the original owner passed away in the early 20th century. Some of the people who lived there reported doors exploding off the hinges, chandeliers spinning around, lights turning on and off by themselves, mirrors fogging up, phantom footsteps, and eerie apparitions. Other strange phenomena includes unexplainable crying of babies, gray mist flowing down the halls, and a phantom woman in black peering out of a tiny window in the front tower room. When the Romano family moved into the dwelling in 1968, Mrs. Romano refused to let her children on the third and fourth floors because of the mysterious disturbances. The Romano family soon hired paranormal investigators to investigate their haunted home. During the investigation, one of the team members fled in terror from the house. In 1974, the Romano family decided that the disturbances were too much for them to handle and left the Franklin Castle for good. Reportedly, the house has a number of secret passages that were added during and after the house was built. Once, a paranormal investigator discovered a skeleton behind a panel in the tower room. The investigator became ill immediately after the gruesome discovery and lost more than 30 pounds in the following weeks from sickness. 
Of course, as we pulled up to the impressive stone and brick structure, Autumn and I didn't tell Willow any of this. We were given permission to go inside, but Willow elected to stay in the car. The place was like traveling back in time. I mean, it was pretty wrecked with moldy walls and cobwebs and dust everywhere, but what else do you expect from a haunted house, right? Autumn said that the house gave off some aggressive psychic vibrations, especially from the upper floors. We climbed the rickety stairs to reach those levels. If the place wasn't haunted, it sure seemed that way. As we got to the upper floors, we only found more cobwebs and dust. But I did have an uneasy feeling though. All I wanted to do was go back to Cleveland and have one of the tasty corned beef sandwiches at Slyman's downtown restaurant. Autumn was in agreement. It was so cool to be standing in a piece of history, but there was just too much pain and misery in the place. It was a little overwhelming. We then returned to the car. Willow asked us how it went. We told her we were tired and wanted to leave. She then started to wave to somebody in the house. We asked her who. Oh, that nice lady in black in the tower window. Was she your tour guide? We didn't have a tour guide, Autumn said. There was nobody in the house. Yeah, that was basically it for Willow. She started the car and drove off. We had to chase after the car to catch her. She finally slowed down and pulled over. After all that cardio, I was ready for dinner. If you ever get a chance to check out the Franklin Castle, do it. It's real impressive when you get up close. And maybe you just might get waved at from the woman in black in the tower window just like Willow did. Do you like to laugh? Ah, uh, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, R.L. Stein Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host and keeper of those strange and spooky tales from the hidden vault of R.L. Stein. Today is another chilling tale. This chilling place I went to in Illinois Story Club members is called the Bachelor's Grove Cemetery. Do the dead not stay dead? Can they come back to life? Since 1989, no one has been buried at the Bachelor's Grove Cemetery, which is located outside of bustling Chicago in a suburb called Midlothian. However, well-known paranormal investigators have reported activity from beyond the grave there. Naturally, I had to plan a trip to the windy city of Chicago to check it out. Of course, I brought my favorite traveling companions, Willow Yates and Autumn Nash along. Willow said there was no way she was going into a cemetery, but she would wait outside the gate for us, and across the street. Fine, whatevs. Autumn and I decided to check it out. Bachelor's Grove Cemetery received its name due to many single men being buried at the site with grave markers dating back as early as 1830. However, one of the more famous ghosts is a woman known as the White Lady. She's seen frequently during the full moon, cradling an infant to her bosom. She appears to walk aimlessly and is completely unaware of the people who claim to encounter her. There's no real evidence to say who this woman might be, but over the years, she's taken her place as one of the many spirits of this haunted burial ground. 
Other names for the White Lady include the Madonna of Bachelors Grove and Mrs. Rogers. At the cemetery's lagoon, there have been a number of hauntings. How many cemeteries have a lagoon? That right there is pretty strange. According to legend, a ghostly farmer with a horse and plow had been seen. The story goes that in the 1870s, a frightened horse dragged the plow and the farmer into the water, where they drowned. Now, their ghosts plow around the tombstones. In the 1920s, Chicago mobsters often dumped the bodies of the victims in the cemetery, lending to the already creepy reputation of Bachelor's Grove. Phantom cars have also been seen driving around the roads near the cemetery and disappearing. Could these be gangsters from beyond the grave? Who knows? Or should I say, who would be crazy enough to investigate? And that's not all. In December 1971, a woman claimed to have put her hand through a ghostly figure walking on the path just before the wandering anomaly disappeared. Strange blue lights have been seen darting around in the air around the cemetery. And one investigator in 1984 claims to have encountered a glowing yellow apparition of a man who appeared for several seconds before dematerializing, bolting off in a flurry of red spots of light. During the 1950s, a ghostly farmhouse with a white picket fence appeared prominently several times both in the daytime and at night. No historical record of such a house exists in the area, but the descriptions of it are all similar. Witnesses claim the farmhouse has two stories, is painted with white wooden posts, and has a porch swing and a welcoming light that burns softly in the window. Popular legend states that should you enter this house, you'll never come back out again. We searched around the grounds looking for any sign of the lady in white, the ghost farmer and horse, or the haunted farmhouse, but nothing seemed to materialize for us. As we headed out of the gate and to the car, Willow was sitting on the hood of the car listening to her earbuds. She must have been really into her music as she was swaying her head and singing along. She didn't see us. A car came whizzing down the road. We let it pass, of course, before we crossed. Then Willow screamed. Look out, you're gonna hit that woman carrying a baby. Autumn and I turned. The car drove right through the lady in white. Had she followed us out of the cemetery? After the car passed through the apparition and kept on driving, Willow fainted. We had to throw some water in her face to wake her up, and then bribe her with some deep-dish Chicago-style pizza with root beer so she would talk to us again. Oh, Willow, we love you. You make our trip so much fun. Sometimes your reactions are more memorable than the ghosts we encounter. You're our monster and ghost magnet, our good luck charm that seems to draw out the supernatural. With friends like us, Willow, consider yourself lucky. Unless you're afraid of ghosts. <laughs> Guess what, devoted listeners? Halloween is right around the corner. And I've got everything you need to rock Halloween ready at GoKidGo.com, so check it out. Also, don't forget to check out loads of other great stories on the GoKidGo network, like Bobby Wonder, about a 10-year-old alien who has to protect the town of Pflugerville from villainous Mighty Mila, and Lucy Wow over in the Big Red Barn inventing all sorts of cool stuff with her mechanical pygmy goat, Kapow, and Martha and Waffle being totally hilarious nitwits in the underground world of Flusville. Just search for Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, or Flusville wherever you get your podcasts and you'll find your way to a great time. And of course, I better see you back here tomorrow for another eerie episode. Because every R.L. Stein Story Club member needs a little scare every day, especially in October. Ivy out! Go, kid, go!
We put on our detective caps and looked high and low, searching for clues to lead us to the best new mystery podcast for kids. Little did we know that we would have to search upside down. That's right. We discovered the upside down story with a brand new mystery story for kid detectives each and every week. With most stories, the storyteller introduces themselves at the beginning of the tale. But at the upside down story, you don't know who is telling you the story until the very end. Unless you guess their identity sooner, that is. Do you think you have the detective skills to crack these cases wide open? Yes? Then tag along with us for the fun and put your sleuthing skills to the test by listening to The Upside Down Story on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.